0: You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Hi, I'm Peter Santoscano I host Bubble and Squeak here on the Rock Candy Network. I tell personal revealing stories. She's Whispered. Did you just masturbate? Because I felt a terrible presence of evil enter the I make prank phone calls to the past. Heimbach. General Star, Eliza Heimbach speaking how may I into the future. <clears throat> because my boyfriend and I are just not having enough sex. What is a problem with the top sex? You just have to listen to it. It's too hard to describe. Check out Bubble and Squeak wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Brown Sugar Diaries with Erica Michelle. The chronicles and misadventures of a plus size brown girl navigating life, love and healing. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Brown Sugar Diaries, on Twitter at BRWN Sugar Diaries, and on Facebook, Brown Sugar Diaries Podcast, on YouTube, Brown Sugar Diaries Podcast. You can send me an email, Brown Sugar Diaries Podcast at gmail.com, and visit the website, BrownSugarDiaries.com. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Brown Sugar Diaries. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. If you are a returning listener, hey, sugar, I hope all of you are washing your hands, wearing your mask, taking your vitamins, eating well, practicing social distancing, drinking your water, moisturizing, and minding your damn business. I hope everybody had a great week last week, and I hope you're having an uneventful week this week, and I hope your weekend is as amazing as you are. Now, let's get into this weekly tea shirt Listen, can we talk about Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Isley Brothers verses? I mean, damn. Uh, okay, so Earth, Wind, and Fire ain't never been fond of me, like, ever. But Earth, Wind, and Fire, like, they're just those friends that you're friends on because you're not really attracted to them, but y'all connect quite well over music. I mean, but the damn Isley's, oh baby. Ron has always been suave not necessarily attracted to me but suave Ernie's never been attracted to me sorry but again we probably will be great friends connecting over music especially knowing how many of their songs he wrote like i didn't realize how many of their songs he wrote like damn like i noticed how every everything that he wrote he was just singing full out with his heart but like y'all It was a great versus overall, not even going to lie to you. Now, I will say Earth, Wind & Fire set list came out swinging against the Isleys, but it was honestly good going down memory lane because I grew up listening to and loving both of these groups. Like, what? I was dancing and bopping all night, like for real. Go on YouTube and watch the replay if you didn't watch it live and ignore Steve's unnecessary ass commentary too. And just enjoy dancing and bopping and grooving. Like, it was just, it was lit. It reminded me of, like, being at work with my mom and being at work with my dad. Or just being at home and just, like, a lot of the Earth, Wind, and Fire songs I really got intimate with. Like, because I was in a marching band. And our band director played a lot of Earth, Wind, and Fire. We played a lot of Luther Vandross. We played a lot of stuff by these groups, and it was just like, damn, I I immediately was flashing back to, like, field shows, and I just, it was it was amazing just floating down memory lane. Y'all should go watch it if y'all didn't watch it. It was dope, for real. Pray for DMX, child, because he didn't have a heart attack, and apparently his brain function has declined or decreased, and it ain't changing, so his family's probably having to face um the making the decision of pulling him off the plug why jesus why earl why earl But y'all know this is real name why earl earl you never heard nobody don't take him he was just trying to get his life together don't don't do it to him lord That's all i saw a meme mean. and i promise i'm not trying to make fun of this but i saw this meme that said uh what's the song y'all i think it's what bitches want they said, if if he said your name in that song, your ass needs to be at the hospital. Y'all, when I tell you I died, <laughs> I cackled because he said a lot of names in that song. <laughs> but if he said your name in that song, all y'all need to be outside with teddy bears and candles and balloons when he is released However, he is released. I pray that he is better. I pray that the situation um, turns around and he bounces back. And his, that his quality of life is better because of it. I don't really know the extent, the extent of, you know, the brain damage. I haven't truly, truly been following um, the story, but yeah. I hope that he bounces back. I hope that he he gets better. Right, right. Breaking news though, Prince Philip died. I'm gonna let that breathe for a minute. Mm-hmm. How much you want to bet they're the blame? Uh, what the? What's the mixed girl, Megan and Oprah? <laughs> they're gonna say that interview took her out, took him out, child. It's not funny, y'all. The man was 99. Sometimes you just got to let people, you know, transition. Stop trying to keep people alive. That man been dead for the last 10 years. Just stop. And I know this sounds very insensitive, but... They y'all see pictures of that man. When they was taking him out of the, hospice, the hospital or wherever he was at. Trying to let this man go home. Y'all, that man look like he been tired. He been Sometimes we just gotta let folks go, but Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, then going on the glory, mm. bless his royal heart. May he rest in peace, though he been resting the last ten years. Mhm. Mhm. Oh, we back. We back. We back. Uh uh, we back. I'm really dancing. <laughs> Y'all, I um I've been experiencing a lot of thoughts lately. I've been ex- I've been um I think the in the last episode or the episode prior to that, I just been talking about like how I just kinda shut down and um kinda like ghosted people disappeared, whatever. Uh, just Kind of just go inward because I had a lot of shit to deal with. I had a lot of shit to process. I had a lot of shit that I needed to sit in, and I I think I've uh, I've sat in them long enough. <laughs> it's time to get up. Like ooh, that really just kind of sat down on me. Like you sit in your mess, you sit in your in your feelings and your pity party, and it's it's time to get up now, um, and do something to make something shake and get back on the grind and hustle and. And do what you got to do. Now, I've also learned that I just got to let shit be sometimes. I can't jump in or or try to figure out how to fix shit sometimes. Like, I just got to let it be. Um, that's one of the revelations that I had in sitting in my mess and having my own pity party and just withdrawing from the world. Not the world, my world. <laughs> um yeah like i I can't just jump in and expect everything to be you know perfect all the time and trying to figure out a solution in a way you know or whatever you know it's it's it has to be done um or things have to have to happen in a way to the way that they do to set me up for whatever blessing, whatever success for whatever big thing that God has for me and that's really been something I've been kind of dealing with because that's kind of, that's easier said than done it's easy to say well just sit back and let God work but it's like hey um, I've been sitting back and letting God work for almost a year now <laughs> when he finna clock in <laughs> but I honestly will say that these these um few weeks of quiet, these few weeks of just being alone with my thoughts and really getting my shit together, trying to figure this shit out, figure out life, trying to figure out, you know, just stuff, man. It it has been by far the most rewarding um time of solitude. And I'm appreciative of it. I'm appreciative of the people who be like, "Hey, I ain't heard from you. What you doing?" I may not respond immediately, but I appreciate y'all for checking in. Um, for people who just even notice, some people don't even notice, and that's okay. And it's not mandatory that you do, but you know it. And I'm and I'm far past the age where when I get quiet or when I just go inward. Set decisions didn't check on me, so they ain't no real friend. So just has got their own shit going on. And they ain't got time to be worried about your shit. So for me, it's it's not even about who checks in. It's it's really about the people who who say, Listen, I know you got a lot going on. I know I got a lot going on. But I thought about you and I just wanted to say hey. You know, you came across my mind I just wanted to say, hey, whatever. Or even just the people who don't... <laughs> I've noticed that people around me, they don't ask me what I need. They just do. They just do. Um, and I appreciate people like that because if you know me, y'all know me, I'm not going to ask for help. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and suffer and not say a word. But... I'm appreciative of the people who don't ask what I need or if I need anything. They just do. They just do um, because that's honestly how it gets done. <laughs> they just do, and I love that. I love that so much. I love y'all so much. I really do. Um, I have. I, I think this this period of of stillness. And solitude is just kind of giving me it, it it was a refresher. Um it gave me time to rework and rewrite, rewrite um some goals and some ideas and some plans and some things that I I want to do that I want to see happen in this year. And it gave me the opportunity to be, you know, super realistic. Um I just I needed it. I needed the 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 quiet. I needed the stillness. I needed the solitude to actually sit down and think and only be I mean, and this is gonna sound crazy, but only be alone with my thoughts. I'm not now I'm always alone with my thoughts because <laughs> that's just me. Um but I needed this this quiet, I needed the the time because and I realized too that I what was it that I posted the other day um let me go and look it up to make sure that I'm quoting it correctly um because it really read me for filth and I wasn't trying to so it says are you in court?" it's um a tweet that I posted and it said, are you incredibly ambitious or do you have unresolved trauma from experiencing financial insecurity and now you don't know how to function unless you're overworked? I um <laughs> I did not I did not ask to be read for filth like that. And I I recognize that though the the trauma is not necessarily financial security, um that trauma didn't come really until, well, mm, that's a whole different thing. But I mean, it—you get to a point where you've experienced not having at any point in your life, even as an adult, and you you make a promise to yourself not to ever experience or see that part of life, that side of life again. Like I, my great aunt had um, gastric bypass. Back in like o two oh one, oh two, maybe o three, something like that, like it was right when gastric bypass was still relatively new, and they hadn't completely worked out the kinks yet, so she had surgery, um she wouldn't work out, she wouldn't, she would barely eat, couldn't hold anything down, yada, yada yada, and in two thousand four she passed away, and we went through and we cleaned out her apartment she was like 60 something at the time and she we went through one and she cleaned out her apartment we cleaned out her apartment and we went through this and went through that and y'all she would always say I need to go I need to go and I need to go make groceries I need to go buy this I don't have this I don't have this I don't have no food y'all we went through there there were eight bottles of ketchup seven jars of mayo you know Several, several bottles of mustard. Like, she had just this overflow and abundance of things. And my mom realized quite early, like, into cleaning up. She was like, she told. She would always say she didn't have no food. But it was because she was the baby of nine children. And growing up with nine other people and knowing, like, my grandmother and her siblings they some aggressive motherfuckers, like, and they, they got, my grandmother's a bully. So I have no doubt that she bullied her, you know, when it came to food or when it came to whatever. So is you can almost just see the evidence of all the stuff that she had in her freezer and her cabinets and her pantry just was like. It was just this, uh, an abundance of stuff, and it's like you. She promised her stuff she wouldn't go never be hungry again. She was hungry as a child. And She said, as an adult, I bitch, I won't starve. <laughs> like, and so I think that's what we do when we when we overwork ourselves because we have that fear of lack again. And sitting in this stillness and being in this in this sitting in the quiet and ex- and experiencing this solitude helped me to realize that some shit that I've been through... especially since I've lived in Atlanta... When I t- Listen, y'all. When I tell you I'm not going through it again... I am not. When I, When I get to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow... when I see the light at the end of the tunnel... When the situation turns around when I, y'all I'm not going through this again i'm I am not, and if I do, I promise you I'm going to do my damnedest to be better prepared than I was this time, not even going to hold you, not even gonna lie to you because it's there's this like underlying anxiety, this underlying fear of being in of reliving a particular season that places a level of discomfort and anxiety and stress on you and when you stress and you're anxious and you're uncomfortable you're not performing at your best self you're not performing at your highest potential you're not doing all that you can do to be the best at whatever it is that you're doing and I don't like that feeling. So, that's really what it is. It's just my thoughts on um, appreciating the quiet, sitting in the stillness, and being okay with reworking your plans, with adjusting your approach to um, accomplishing your goals, and... Shit, it's just a part of life. I think sometimes you just got to withdraw. Like, don't call nobody. Don't text nobody. But you just got to sit through and write and talk to God and and get through stuff however you need to get through stuff, right? Right. But, y'all, that's really the it. That's really it. I just want y'all to sit and take some time for yourself and just rest in the stillness and then let me know what you come up with i would love to know what you come up with i would love to know what revelations what what things were revealed to you in your stillness in your quiet all right let's get into this bone full of sugar the Spoonful of Sugar segment is inspired by the Mary Poppins phrase, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. In this segment, I gave an inspirational quote or piece of encouragement because sometimes we just need a little pick-me-up, or in this case, a spoonful of sugar to make a tough, unpleasant situation or hard pill to swallow just a little bit sweeter. Yeah. Dear sugar, sit down and shut up. (laughs) No, seriously. Take some time to yourself. Right, think, pray, cry. Do what you need to do to bring yourself back to center. Especially if you've been feeling anxious and worried and overwhelmed. Just feeling like it's too much stuff stacked against you you need to take some time to sit down and shut up and just get you together think through some things cry through some things pray through some things and ultimately start your healing and growth through some things it's necessary and honestly it releases a burden That you didn't even really realize you was carrying. You knew it was there, but you didn't know that you were carrying it. So, take some time to sit down. Shut up. Get back to center. And I promise you, everything is going to be clear. Everything is going to be okay. And you're going to get through it. Alright, I'll let you later. Y'all play nice here. Like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com. One more thing, Sugar. Don't forget to rate, review, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on all your podcasting platforms.